Halo, halo, Sacred Icon listeners. We used to do ads for other people, but I decided, why don't we do one for ourselves? Whether you're here listening to us for the first time or you've heard every episode, I'd like to briefly tell you what we're about and how you can support us. We have been doing this podcast since 2019, and with that has come lots of changes. We started as a primarily Halo-only show, but have evolved, combat evolved, over the years to talk about a wide variety of things in the realm of nerd culture. As you can imagine, we've made numerous changes to our platforms, usernames, and emails over the years, so now is the time for me to set things right and give the Covenant back their bomb. You can join our Discord by clicking the link included on our podcast feed. You can also send us an email or a voice message at sacrediconpodcast at gmail.com. We have a YouTube channel at youtube.com slash sacredicon, and we no longer use Twitter or X or whatever else the kids are calling it these days. So if you see someone who looks like us there, just know it's not us. Lastly, you can support us on patreon.com slash sacredicon and receive a bevy of bonus content. We're so glad you chose us to be the voice in your ear on this particular day and hope you enjoy the episode ahead. Halo, hello, Sacred Icon Halo listeners. It's Brian coming to you this week, and I'm, I'm running solo today. Um, Josh and I are going to put out a full Halo episode coming this Saturday, but I just feel like you guys need some content to hold you over. So there was some stuff I had in my mind, and I thought I'd just kind of talk about that on a solo podcast here and see what you guys think. Um, in the future, if this is something you guys really didn't enjoy and you just need the banter, and of course Josh and I are going to be doing these episodes um, together for the foreseeable future like there's no plans on doing solo episodes often or anything like that but I just figured if I can provide you guys with a little extra content if I have something good to say I'll go ahead and and do this I'm not sure if this is going to run 20 minutes or if this is going to run an hour I'm just going to kind of let it go in the direction it goes and um, see what we come up with so recently what's been on my mind as we've entered the year 2020 I start to think about how Halo Infinite's coming this year, and I can, you know, the hype's been building since since the trailers and E3 last year, but the hype's really going to be going through the roof this year as we get more uh, details, more content related to Halo Infinite, and there's going to be lots of ups and downs. It's going to be a roller coaster ride, and I'm just trying to put myself in the shoes of a younger version of myself for other game releases, and just kind of try to. Uh, prepare myself for the coming year and the coming hype and what it feels like to be waiting for a new Halo and to have all those high expectations and all those things that you want. And I just want to kind of get myself in the right uh, right mindset and kind of give you guys like my experience with uh, Halo releases in the past and kind of how hype played into that. Um, so, and we'll kind of talk about that a bit, kind of unpack that. And um, hopefully I offer some, at least some some ideas that you guys can find interesting and maybe have some responses to, but um, anyways, so back in 2006, I was hyped beyond belief for Halo 3. Uh, I'd never been so hyped in my life for a video game, and um, basically it, it got to the point where the hype I had built for Halo 3 was so ridiculous and so out of this world that nothing, literally nothing could ever match the level of hype I had. Um you know, I just thought that everything I ever wanted, Halo 3 would be better. And, you know, at this time, 2007 is the year Halo 3 came out. And at this time, I was 15 years old. So I had a lot to learn still and hadn't quite experienced this level of hype and, 
and trying to have those expectations met. So um, basically, when it came time for Halo 3 to come out, you know, I, I did the typical thing that we all did when we were too young to buy games. I convinced my parents, or I convinced my mom to come along so she could help me get the game because it was rated M. And me and my brother waited in line, got it at midnight, so excited, so hyped, got home, started playing it. Um, you know, I've been following it for over a year and started playing the game, having a lot of fun. But four or five levels in of the campaign, and as you guys know, as far as uh, I go, I'm, I'm really a campaign story guy. I love the multiplayer as well, but I'm really there for the campaign and story. And had such high built expectations that, and I hate to almost admit this, you know, at this point in time, because my mindset is completely different now than it was back then. Um, but I played through Halo 3's campaign. And I just found myself being disappointed. I, I found myself disappointed in the story. I found myself disappointed in the campaign and the levels itself. And it wasn't like this shocking, this isn't, it wasn't a shocking, like this is the opposite of what I expected. It was It was somewhat what I expected. But it was a shock to my system to not have this thing that I'd built up to be way more than it ever could be, not be what I wanted it to be. Um, it was just a game, you know, and it was just concluding... Uh, this story that we started back in 2001 with Halo Combat Evolved. And, um, you know, most of the story beats I, I was okay with, and most of the levels I had fun. You know, I had a considerable amount of fun. But it just wasn't what I had expected it to be. So, um, needless to say, as it went on and, and I, I finished the game, you know, I walked away from playing Halo 3's campaign feeling a bit let down, and it wasn't, at the time I thought, you know, as a 15-year-old, I thought maybe it is because they didn't make the game good enough, or maybe it is because they made wrong decisions. Um, and of course, everybody has different opinions on that. There could be people listening to this podcast that think Halo 3 is the best thing ever made. There's people that could say, you know, it was the worst Halo. I don't know, all over the board. And your opinions are valid, and there's definitely room to critique things, both good and, and negative. Um, but for me, I knew I know now that all of my negativity for that game rested in the fact that it didn't meet my extremely high expectations. Um, so I, I pretty much walked away from Halo 3 just not feeling very hyped, very excited. Um, and it kind of set a precedent for my life of you know not having expectations be be too high, which I've I've failed at in in the future before uh, later on, but. Um, you know, so after Halo 3, I kind of just, you know, I was still a big Halo fan, but I just, I didn't put as much effort into looking into Halo content and following Halo. ODST came out in September, and I didn't even get it for a couple months after, which was heresy to me because, you know, I was always getting the Halo games at launch. But um, uh, eventually, you know, uh, ODST came out, and I, I had, like, no expectations for it, so it was great. Reach came out, I had really high expectations, and it met them, but even when I had really high expectations, they were still more leveled than Halo 3, like I had seen what disappointment was like before, so there were more leveled expectations, but I was very, very happy with Halo Reach as well, um, and then Halo 4 uh, was announced, and I got super hyped for that, and I know there's a considerable amount of people out there who Halo 4 wasn't what they wanted, but Halo 4 came out, I played that campaign, and I was just... I loved the story, I loved the development of Chief and Cortana, and there was just so much good there. I was really pleased with Halo 4, and I kind of put me, and I think this is where my hype kind of got thrown off again, because 
after Halo 4 came out, there was so much of the community that did not like that game. So much of the community that said Halo 4 is not Halo or whatnot. But I still loved Halo. I was a Bungie original Halo fan that had played Halo 4 and loved it. And I felt like that I was justified in you know, my opinion of Halo. And of course, we're all justified in our own opinions of, of what we like and don't like. But I liked Halo 4 and I was an original fan and I just thought they'd done a good job carrying it forward. So when Halo 5 was announced, my hype was through the roof once again because I'm thinking, man, if Halo 4 is this thing that so many people view as uh, an abysmal experience and I loved it, Halo 5 can only go up from there. I thought Halo 5 is going to have Blue Team, the Arbiter's back, you know, just, it was just the trailers, you know, and we're going to save all the information about Halo 5 and going over that in like a future retrospective or something, but, you know, Halo 5 had these, this amazing marketing and just great trailers, and I thought, man, Halo 5 is going to blow my mind, and Halo 5 came out, and me and my friends played through the story and the campaign, and you know, I was having, I had fun playing the game. I enjoyed the levels. I enjoyed the gameplay. There was some good, good moments, whether it be a story beat or a cutscene. And I ultimately, as I got closer to the ending, you know, I was kind of a little soured on things like the War and Eternal fights, which you know we've all talked about so much before. Um, but I was like, okay, you know, I was still in it. I was still in it, and then got to the Cortana reveal and got to the the whole thing about Cortana, kind of. You know, I just call her evil Cortana. I think that's what most people call her, but you could argue that she's just taking a different perspective she thinks is good for the universe. But just that direction they took with, with Cortana and that story beat. Um, and, of course, like Master Chief not having that many missions, which I'd already known going in because I'd heard it beforehand, so that wasn't as big of a deal. But when I completed Halo 5, I was just really, really disappointed with the direction of that story. I thought they'd done such a. I thought three four three had done such a fabulous job with Halo Four story that I just couldn't see how they arrived at this direction for Halo Five. Uh, it was very disappointing. I was just very disheartened because it wasn't to me. It wasn't just a step down from Halo Four. It was just a complete tonal shift, and and the quality of the of the narrative just wasn't there at all. Um, and it really it really burnt me, you know, because I had spent so much time being a Halo 4 apologist to my friends and family and to on the internet, you know, telling people who said Halo 4 was garbage that it was that it was a really great game and that it had all these things to offer and, and actually managing to convince some some people to take another look at it and really come around to liking Halo 4 and to have Halo 5 come out and be something that universally the story uh, is looked at pretty negatively. Um, it was just, it was a little bit, I don't want to say embarrassing because that sounds dramatic. It was a little bit like, you know, everybody else had had been upset with Halo 4, so they were just, it was okay, it was easy for them to just be like, okay, I don't like 5 either. But for me, I had really been on board, and to have Halo 5 turn out being something that uh, wasn't, wasn't good, the story, you know, it just, it sucked. And I just kind of, you know, I put way too much emotion again once in, uh, into a video game. I just put too much emotion into such a thing. I put too much hype there. And it's a really unhealthy way. This is just all my opinion, guys. You know, this doesn't... You guys may have a different opinion, and your opinion's just as valid. I don't think... I'm not here to teach or to say that I have some prophetic view of how to look at things, because that's not the case. This is just my experience, my personal growth and, and journey. 
And um, but I just I just started to. It took a while after Halo Five, but you know, I was so down on Halo Five. I really I really kind of pushed back. I got away from Halo for a while, and I um, I just felt so dramatic over something that you know I, it's something that I love and hold dear, but it's ultimately just a game. It was something that a team created for entertainment, and it wasn't the end of the world. That it wasn't what I wanted, you know. But it felt like it kind of. It felt like it just felt so wrong. Um, because I had placed so much, you know, hope and happiness into this product, and um, it took a while. I kind of stepped away from it, uh, stepped away from games just a little bit. Kind of got on some other things, and um, you know, I just I looked at Halo Five as the bad apple for a while. Um, but other things happened in my life, you know, things that relate and don't relate to video gaming. Um, good things like um, getting closer with friends and family, and um, I got more involved in my church, you know, I, I, at this point in time, now I'm married, you know, lots of things have happened, um, but also as far as games and media goes, as far as uh, movies, I suffered several other disappointments, you know, I, one of the things, now, this is something that, you know, I don't want to get into a huge long thing about, but um, I'm getting to be a pretty big Star Wars fan now, but I've been more closer to the casual side for many, many years, and I was a big fan of The Force Awakens, and The Last Jedi came out, and I did not have the crazy um, reaction that many did. I, I wasn't throwing a fit. I wasn't feeling like my childhood was ruined. I just watched the movie, had a great time, but really wondered about several of the decisions which have all been talked to Earth and, and back, to the moon and back. Um, at this point, so I don't need to go over them. But I had many issues with the movie that several others did. And it was disappointing because, to me, Force Awakens, you know, I'm not saying it's a perfect film. I'm not saying it's the best Star Wars film. But I am saying that it mostly satisfied the general audiences. So to have this follow-up be something that disappointed so many and kind of split the fan base. And it just I was just like seeing that all over again. I was seeing the Halo 5 effect all over again. And I could see it more with Josh because Josh is so invested in Star Wars, and just to see, uh, you know, the disappointment and how people take these things they love so, so personally, you know, they, uh, people want to write off every movie that Disney touched because of Last Jedi, people want to pretend that the movie ended at a certain spot, and you know what, honestly, if that's what's going to make you happier, I think you, you know, go ahead and do that, like, if you want to pretend that it ended somewhere, or you want to discredit something, to yourself to help you enjoy that better. I think that's great. I think that's fine. Um, I think it can end up being something that's a little unhealthy, at least for myself, because if I try to have a headcanon for what does and doesn't count, you know, it can it can be infuriating when when something proves that it does in fact count. Um, but yeah, so I've just I've I've dealt with a lot of disappointment in media and. You know, it's just not, it's just not healthy um, to place so much value and worth and hope into something like that. Um, I think as fans and as people who love Halo, love Star Wars, whatever it may be, it's really cool that we can be that emotionally invested, that we can take that, we take an ownership of it, Um but I'm just going to try to align myself this year. And I think I've been doing a really good job for several years. I think Rise of Skywalker is a good example of something that proves to me um, how far 
I and others have came um, with this type of thing. It, it, Rise of Skywalker wasn't perfect, had lots of issues, um, but it was just an entertaining experience. It was something I enjoyed. So ultimately, I just walked away saying, yeah, I had a good time at the movies, and you know, this thing and this thing weren't the best, but hey, you know, let's let's move on. Let's it, let's accept it for what it is. Let's look at the things we like and like those things and acknowledge the things we don't and um, just move forward, you know, and then we can look forward to things like The Mandalorian or look forward to, you know, maybe you didn't like uh, Halo 5, but you loved Halo 2 or Halo Wars 2 or uh, maybe Halo Infinite, you know, you get that great story you wanted, but you're not a fan of the multiplayer and you still play 5. I mean, just kind of go, we have options, you know, to go go to different things, go to places that uh, bring us joy and, and avoid the things that we don't like. And it's okay if we don't like something. It's completely okay. I think even after saying all of this, um, I can still say right now in time, I don't think Halo 5's story is great. I think it has many issues. But at this point in time, I look at Halo 5 with, I look at it so well. Like I look at Halo 5 and I think to myself, that is a great game. That's a good game. It's a good Halo game too. I think Wow, you know, it has great production values, great gameplay, great multiplayer. The campaign had a lot of great moments, both in gameplay and, and different places you went, like seeing Helios, the Battle for Sunion, you know, that first cutscene, seeing Blue Team together. The game offers so much good that, you know, I don't even fixate on the bad anymore, you know. And to me, the bad really just is, you know, some of the story decisions. Um, but I look at Halo 5, and I just think, wow, what a great game, what a... It's something I really enjoy in retrospect, something I really have uh, an attachment to. And I feel that way about, and it was to a lesser degree for me, but like I feel the same way about Last Jedi. I feel the same way about a lot of things that disappointed me and, and at one point or another. Um, I've just found a way to appreciate the, the positives. And um, I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think? Like I would love to hear your feedback, um, whether through Twitter or email or whatnot, but I just, I kind of want to like hear what your guys' opinion is on, um, expectations, you know, I think it's fair if you don't like something and you haven't like, maybe, maybe you're somebody who says you haven't liked any offerings from 343, you know, that's fair, like if you don't like the things that they've put out and Halo Infinite comes out and it proves to be something you don't like as well, that's completely fair and I understand how that's really like frustrating because, it's a series you once loved and the new direction if you can't jive with it. You know, it's sad to, to see that you won't be able to continue enjoying this thing. But, you know, I think there's a level of being able to enjoy things because you want to, like find ways to enjoy things because you want to enjoy it. And then I think there is a level of like you just can't accept certain things and you just have to move beyond that. Um, and that's okay too, you know. You always have, we'll always have the... The other Halo games, you know, for me personally, I, I love all of Halo. I, I'm gonna love Halo Infinite. Halo Infinite could come out, and I have really good feelings about Halo Infinite. I really do. I'm optimistic as heck. But Halo Infinite could come out, and it could have a worse story than Halo Five. It could have bad multiplayer. I mean, it could it could do all kinds of things. And you know what? I'm still gonna be a fan of Halo. I'm still gonna find the things I enjoy um, about Halo Infinite. There's gonna be something there for me to love. And once again, I'm not saying that's the way that everyone should be, you know, there's, and there's no reason to pretend like something, something's good when it's not. Um, but I want to really try to go into this year of 2020 with, you know, I'm gonna have expectations for sure. I'm gonna have hype. 
but I'm going to be level-headed about it. I'm going to remember at the end of the day there's uh, a team of people working on this game and they're passionate and they want to deliver an experience that will make everyone happy knowing that it's not possible to make everyone happy. Um, so yeah, with that being said, guys, I'm just so excited for Halo Infinite. Um, I think as Halo fans, we just have so much to look forward to this year. It's going to be crazy. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. I just hope with, uh, with leveled expectations, it's really something that we can all enjoy, you know? Um, it's been a long time since we had a Halo game, but hey guys, today I asked you guys a question on Twitter, and this is kind of cool because usually I don't respond to these type of things. Like the, by the time we do a podcast, we don't have, it's been days or so since the, the question was asked, but this is like, this question is currently getting replies right now, so I'm just going to kind of read the question and give you guys some responses and just kind of give you my opinion on on that. I think this question ties in really well to this episode of the podcast and just kind of talking about expectations. Um, so let's see here, guys. Open up the Twitter. And so the question I asked everyone was, you've been disappointed by media before. Maybe you've always been pleased. Either way, it's typical for fans to have to deal with unmet expectations at some point in their life. If Halo Infinite proves itself to be a game that you do not like, how will you handle it? And then I posted an image of a mock-up of Halo Infinite. It's not the real thing. Um, but so I had a couple different good responses. I mean, a lot of good responses here, but just to give you guys kind of a few. Um, I picked this one because I, I found it kind of amusing, and it also really speaks volumes about what's divided the Halo fan base. Um, Forge J at Forge Junkie says, when the Halo Infinite trailer shows Sprint, it will probably make me sick and I'll lose all interest. May the best fan, Sprint or no Sprint lovers, win. Um, I thought this was funny because I, I, got, I got some mad props because he says, you know, may the best fan win. Um, there's definitely a split community uh, for Halo as far as Sprint goes. Um, do you want Sprint? Do you not want Sprint? Are you indifferent? I'm in the indifferent camp. I think Josh is in the more he wants Sprint camp. I'm, I can say that with pretty with assurance, but uh, if I'm wrong, he'll have to correct me. Um, but for me, I think Josh is probably a better representation of that opinion than me because for me, it all comes down to the campaign and story. And for me, the campaign and story, it's not really affected by whether there's sprint or not. You can tell a good story, have a good campaign, regardless of whether or not there's sprint. I think it really comes down to the multiplayer. And since I'm not as competitive, it's not as big of an issue for me. Um, but I would say I have enjoyed playing both sprint and no sprint um, Halo multiplayer. So, um, yeah. Uh, but that just goes to show, man, like there's, there's so many... There's so many different aspects of Halo, of Star Wars, of Game of Thrones, of anything you can picture. There's so many different aspects of that particular property that are important to so many. And some are more important than others. Um, you know, Sprint's a huge deal. That can make or break it for people. Um, and that's a real thing. And, and it's just hard to, how do you get that right? How do you be in 343's position and decide you know immediately when you choose one or the other, you're immediately going to lose a bunch of people from the other side. Uh, so that's just a really hard place to be in, and I I don't 
I don't wish to be in that place at all. Um, but yeah, so we get another response from Christopher Bush at Jason underscore X117. He says, I'll still be a Halo fan and play Infinite and experience it. I'll voice my complaints, but I won't go on a tangent about 343i sucks, Infinite sucks, don't buy it. None of that. I probably will go and check out other games or go back to MCC, but ultimately I'll still play Infinite. Um, yeah, I'm with you, Chris. Um, you know, if Halo Infinite came out and it wasn't what I wanted, and it wasn't, like it was, let's just say it was actually, because I don't want it to be what I want. I want it to be what 343 wants. I want it to be an original thing. Um, but if it's something that I view as very disappointing or, or in some regards bad, um, I'm still going to be a Halo fan, and I'm still going to try to find the good things in it. Um, I'll voice my complaints as well, and I think that's a completely like good, healthy thing to do. I don't think it's healthy to not to keep all those complaints to yourself when you have them, you know. But there's a constructive way of going about it, and I think honestly, I think three four three really wants that constructive feedback. I think they appreciate it. I think they incorporate it into the future of Halo. Um, but you know, bashing or anything immature like that, anything that's um, just blatant negativity with no constructiveness. I don't think that gets anybody anywhere. And I honestly, I think it makes when I do when I do that kind of thing, it makes me more bitter. It makes me have a harder time accepting the reality of, of something that that I disapprove of. So, yeah, uh, very well put, Chris. Um, I have a response from Connor at Flawless Cowboy Four. He says, "My only issue with Halo Five was the lack of playing as Master Chief." I wish Halo 5 was more like Halo 2, where there was a good balance between playing as the Chief and the Arbiter. Twelve missions as Locke and three as the Chief did not feel right. You know, I completely agree with you, Connor. Um, You know, if you look back at Halo 2 and its development, they split the campaign pretty evenly. You play half of it as Master Chief, half half as the Arbiter. Now, in retrospect, many of us love that. We love the character Arbiter. We love that we get to play as him. But many, many people at the time as well as some still now, didn't like that. They wanted to play as Chief the whole time. And, you know, that was a, it was a controversial decision. And, I mean, they got away with it because Halo 2 is a really good game, and it had enough there so that even the people that didn't like that were able to accept it. Um, so it was already a risky idea to do that again with Halo 5, but then to, to do it and to not even split it evenly, to make it, you know, 80-20... I think that was really risky, and I think it, it if you're going to do that, you have to have a lot of confidence, a lot of confidence that that it's going to be um, a well-received thing. And it, obviously it wasn't a well-received thing, so I don't know if that was um, them just wanting to put their chips on the line and take a risk or if they were that confident. I don't know. I think there's a lot to love about Team Osiris. I think there's a lot to love about that ensemble cast, but I definitely think having most of the missions be... Um, Team Osiris wasn't probably the best idea. Um, so, but we know we're going to be playing as Chief all of Halo Infinite, so they've already got that in their court. Um, so, and I hope we still get to see like whether it be, I mean, preferably somewhat in the games, but whether it be through that or extended material, I hope we get to see, you know, those characters used in good ways. You know, they've introduced these characters now, build upon them. You know, um, everybody loves the Arbiter now, and that wasn't the case when he, he came around. So just just keep expanding on them. You know. Um, let's see here. Dylan Deacon at Des Kier. 
says, I will try to enjoy it, but ultimately there are other games for my multiplayer social needs. Destiny is among them. I mainly play for story anyway, and ultimately, if that is bad, I can always rely on other media, books, etc. But I think I'll love this one. It's been too long. You said it, Dylan. It's been too long. It's been so long since we had a Halo game, guys. Think about this. It's going to be an entire five years since we had a Halo game. Um, if you think about it, that's from when Halo 1 launched to when Halo 3's trailer came out in 2006. So that's crazy. Like We went from Halo Combat Evolved time to the trailer before the year Halo 3 came out time for one game. Um, that's a long time to wait for a Halo game, you know. And then I think it shows that they took the, the feedback from Halo Five, and they really decided to take their time with this one and make it something special all the way around. So I think there is a level of it's been so long now that people are willing to give give things a pass a little more because they want more Halo. I, I would compare it actually to Star Wars: The Force Awakens um, when that movie came out. Um, regardless of how you feel about the prequels. Many people love them, many people hate them. Um, the Force Awakens came out, and it was a return to form. It, done, it did a lot of the things right that the prequels had done wrong, and it, it gave people a feel of the original trilogy more. And it had been so long since people had seen something like that that they were afforded a lot of goodwill. They could pretty much get away with retelling A New Hope all over again. Um, so I think that's kind of where Halo's at. It's been enough time now that they can get away with some things. And of course, I know there's plenty of people who are disappointed with what Halo, what three four three has done in the past with their games, and they're they're saying that this is the last uh, chance for them. And I, I understand that, um, but I think there's a lot more goodwill afforded. I think that I think the Halo community has really come together around the fact that um, we're a divided community. There's things that some of us like and some of us don't like, and and we're all just trying to get excited for another Halo game, you know. So. I think Halo Infinite's going to be good. I really do. I'm not saying it's going to be perfect. I'm not saying it's going to satiate all of our desires or live up to all of our hopes and dreams, but I think it's going to be something special for sure. Um, let's see here. Um, let's see. Jay Ramirez at Jay, or let's see. It's at I Ramirez two four seven says if the campaign is the part that disappoints me, I'll be sad and probably voice my opinion and feedback in a respectful way. But it's been so long since we've had a new Halo game that I think I'll enjoy it, even if that's not what I expect. You know, kind of just echoes what I just said. You know, we, it's been so long since we've had a Halo game, and um, we're just excited to have something new. You know, just have something new to play and just be back in that world and have a fresh experience again. Um, I also like that Jay Ramirez says, I'll be sad and probably voice my opinion and feedback in a respectful way. That's all we can do. You know, that's all we can do. Once Halo Infinite's out, um, regardless of whether we liked it or not, it's out. It's done. You know, that game is the product we have. Now, if it's not something you like, you have several options. You know, you can you can play it anyways. You can wait till the next Halo game or or what or whatnot. But the fact of the matter is, the Halo game that they've delivered is going to be the game that we have. So if we deli- if we're just like horrible in the way we give our feedback, if we're just awful, you know, it's not going to help. It's not going to help them to put out a Halo game that we do want in the future. Um, so I think constructive feedback once again is going to be instrumental here, um, letting them know what worked, what didn't. 
I'm going to be excited to let them know what did work because I know they've heard so much about what didn't in 5. Like Halo Infinite, I really feel like they're going to deliver on a lot of things that uh, people are hoping to deliver on. And just to give them the, hey guys, this is what we want. This is what we like. We like this thing a lot. We like the pilot maybe. We like uh, we like the gameplay or we like the story. Uh, but you guys did this. I didn't really care for that. Like I didn't like that uh, the Warthog doesn't have a passenger seat anymore. You know, whatever decision they may make. Um, yeah. It'll be good just to just to voice that and um, kind of see, you know, see what the future of Halo is going to be like. You know, it's it's going to be. I, I really feel like once Infinite comes out, we're going to be getting Halo games more often than we than we have, um, because you know they've been developing the. I want to say a new engine, but I've been corrected several times. The engine isn't new. Apparently, it's the same Halo engine, but it's been heavily heavily. Um, overhauled and things have been done with it, you know, to be called the slip space engine. So, you know, now that uh, now that uh, they've redone that engine and they've taken this time, and we're going to the next generation here, and we're starting with the Xbox Series X, um, I think it'll be another three years, and we'll probably get a, a full Halo game. We might maybe we'll get some spinoffs in between there. Who knows? But uh, I think the uh, the future for Halo is bright. I think uh, the fact that so many in the community have stuck with it uh, up to this point, even though there was a universal distaste for the story's direction in Halo 5. I think it shows how tight-knit the Halo community is and, and how much we really want to see Halo succeed. Um, so yeah, guys, it's been a crazy uh, it's been a crazy last year of Halo. You know, we're in 2020 now, and um, Josh and I are so glad we got this this thing going so that we can be here, um, provide you guys with content and, and be in here to deliver all the, just talk about all the new news we're going to get over the course of 2020. You know, there's going to be trailers, there's going to be pictures, there's going to be, you know, different tidbits of info. And we're just so excited to talk about it with you guys. And hopefully you guys can, or can write in or give us some, some comments that we can kind of talk about. Um, but 2019 guys, it's already, Halo's already in a really good position right now. Um, last year we had the, uh, we had a big update for MCC, um, with Reach coming to the collection and, and MCC works so well right now. I've got all these games, you know, we have MCC on PC now, even though it's just Reach. Um, but finally having Halo on PC, um, all year long this year, we're going to be, there's going to be new Halo games released into the MCC periodically as we make our way to Halo Infinite, um, you know, last year's Halo Infinite trailer was just spectacular, and it gave it gave us so much to talk about, and it gave us this new art style that we really, really appreciate. Um, so yeah, 2019 was was a good year for Halo. We got some new books. Um, it's just uh, it's just kind of like the calm before the storm. That's how I see 2019. It's the calm before the storm, um, and now 2020 is just going to be, uh, like I said, a roller coaster. Um, a roller coaster ride. So, yeah, guys. I mean, that's pretty much what I had to say. Those are my thoughts. Um, like I said, Josh and I will be throwing up a new episode on Saturday. It'll be your regular Halo content. Uh, 90 minutes, two hours of Josh and I talking about all things Halo. Um, yeah, we just we just love you guys. We love the Halo community. We love um, just everyone's just been so awesome, you know, so much cool community work, community, um, kind of coming around and, uh, 
and rallying around this excitement and this hype. And I just, I'm glad to be a part of it with you all. And I'm so stoked to take this hype um, forward into the rest of the year and, and get to Halo Infinite, you know. Uh, I'm really hoping I can have Josh over and we can kind of do like a campaign side-by-side side in the same room, I don't know, system link type deal or or something like that. But man, I'm stoked, I'm so stoked. So uh, yeah, guys, um, if you want to get a hold of me on Twitter, I am at Brian's Bane. Josh is at Jovial Joshy. Uh, if you want to hit up the Twitter for Sacred Icon Halo, it's at Sacred Icon Halo. If you want to email us a question, uh, we are at um, sacrediconhalo at gmail.com. And yeah, we would just love to hear uh, anything anything from you guys. We have a Discord now. Um, yeah, it's also uh, discord.gg slash sacrediconhalo. Uh, we still have our Patreon up. We have our one valiant supporter that we've had for quite some time now, Matthew Salvatore. He was our guest on the last Halo episode, and uh, he's been our one sole supporter on there for a while now. Um, we would we only have a, a $1 tier for the Patreon, uh, but it'd be cool to see that number turn to two, to see that there's uh, someone else out there. But uh, at the same time, guys, you know, it's just a dollar, and we're just here to provide you guys with content, and the biggest thing is that you guys tune in, and we love it. We love the question, posting the questions on Twitter. Um, we just love interacting with you guys, and uh, any support, just just listening, just offering feedback. That's that's all the support we could ever ask for. So, yeah, guys, uh, you've been listening to Sacred Icon Halo podcast. Keep it sacred. Peace.